Magic, the unstoppable one. Y'all know me. So look, I'm that chick that's going to get you through separation and divorce, get you through that emotional trauma, financial drama, and all those moments where you're going to feel like calling your mama. So look, today we have a special, special guest on the podcast today. Y'all already know, I don't even have to introduce E.T., the hip-hop preacher, to you. I don't have to give an intro. I don't have to say what he's done, the people he's blessed globally, globally. And so today, we're going to talk it up with E about marriage, about bouncing back, about having great communication, all that type of stuff. So I'm just going to give him the floor and let him do his thing. So E, if you're there, I just want you to just drop your gems like you normally do. You there? Yeah, I'm there. You know, uh, you know, first thing that came to mind, you talked about separation. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, was brought to uh, a time in my um, where uh, we were separated for a week. And, um, you know, it's three things I, I, I want to make sure people get. You know, a lot of times when we think about separation, we only see separation in the negative, you know. Um, you know, but I'm telling you, as I look at my career and, you know, what I am and what I'm called to be, what I'm doing, you know, it separation will humble you, you know, and and and, and I don't mean humble in a bad way, like, you know, destroy you. I mean, humble, like help you to like prioritize, you know, help you to, um, you know, really ask yourself, like, what's what's important? What's you know, what's real, what's not real, you know? And so for me, I remember that time frame. I was actually at the height of my career for me, you know, at that particular time, you know, I was, I was, you know, doing my thing. And um, one of the things that, you know, I realized during that moment is it's no longer about you. You know, it's about, it's about we, but you know, what's crazy. I, you know, when you get married, you don't get that, that memo or that, you know, um, instruction manual or that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get that. And so for me, it was always, oh, you know, the movies, you live happily ever after. They going to the, they going out to dinner. They going to Venice, you know, and they on the boat, you know, they, they travel in hotels, you know, but the separation was like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, okay, like what, what would cause us to get to a point where, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, she gone. Like, this is unbelievable. But there are three things that I, I, I think I learned in that lesson during that time frame. The first one, you know, again, was, you know, separation is what it is. You are literally separated from that individual, right? But it's a time for you to be by yourself and to really think, you know. And I had an opportunity to, like, literally think. You know, like, okay, E, what does this mean? You know, like, do do you want to keep this relationship going? I know what you said at the altar. You know, I know, um, I know what you said in front of, you know, her mom and dad and your family and friends. But like, yo, is this really worth it? And you know, I I I personally felt like it was evaluation time. Like, it wasn't about her. It wasn't about the marriage. Like, yo, we separated. And it's like, yo, E, what do you want to do? Like, do you really want to do this? And if you really want to do it, what is it going to take, you know, in order to make this happen? So 
I, I think we need to be cautious. I think sometimes when separation happens, we're so overwhelmed. What will they think? You know, um, you know, like what would other people think? What will people say? Mean to my career, whatever. With all that foolishness that you think about instead of thinking about you and, you know, what is it that God would have for you? And so for me, it was really time. I mean, even though it was seven days, it seemed like seven months. And I just really got a chance to reflect and ask myself, you know, do I want to move forward? You know, and so I think, again, we need to cherish separation. Like we need to cherish that time alone. And if you think about it, um, I can't tell you where it is. Shelly, I'm sure it's maybe Genesis one or two, you know, but, you know, when Adam is born, he's not born with Eve. He's actually by himself, you know, and I don't know that I had ever been by myself. Now, I may have been alone, but I don't know if I've ever spent time with Eric like I did during those seven days. Like, I don't know if I've ever just been like, okay, E, life is slowed down. Everything is stopped. What what do you really want to do? Like, are you really in love? Like, do you like like marriage love or were you just infatuated? And so I, I, I really had a chance to really sit down and think. And so that that's the, the first thing I want people to know is like separation, you know, even divorce is not it is ugly. Right. But I, I, I read something and I don't know the kid's last name, Todd, something. He's a minister, a young minister. I think he's out of Oklahoma. And he wrote a book about relationships and he said he called it ugly. You know, you, you, you got to love you. You know, and that ugly period, like it's ugly, like we're not together, like she back at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, what what is she saying to her mom? What is she saying to her friends? Like, you know, is she going back to her old boyfriend? You know what I'm saying? It's like so much you could be thinking about. It's ugly. It's an ugly time. But it's like you got to love you. And I had to stop and just love on myself, you know, and just say, don't make this about the marriage. Don't make this about her. Make this about you. And if you love you and you feel like loving her is a part of loving you, all right, then let's keep this relationship going. But don't go get don't go get back into this relationship just because like you feel embarrassed or you're ashamed or you're confused. Like, don't do it for that. Like, really do it because this is what you want to do. And so I had a chance to spend time with myself. And number two, I had a chance to self-assess. You know, I had a chance to say, what's wrong here? You know, and I'm just being real. I I had never learned how to let self go. Like my whole life, you know, when I before I got married, I never even knew I was as selfish as I was. I never knew that I even married because, you know, um, I was homeless and Didi looked out for me. You know, she would give me her allowance, you know, sneak me in to her home in the winter months, get me, you know, into some of the abandoned buildings. Her mom was like fixing up, flipping, and she just did much for me. It was like, Didi was like, I left home at such an early age. And so, you know, me and my mom's relationship got up short relationship for a while. And so Didi was really like, I hate to say it when she said, um, you know, I'm not your mama. And I'm like, I ain't never said you was my mama. She's like, okay, but 
you you got me doing stuff like I'm your mama, right? And she did. Like she came in my life when I was 16 years old. Y'all, she helped bring focus into my life. You know, go get your GED, come to college. You know, she married me. You know, she had done so much for me. And I'll be honest with you, I literally, I don't know how to say it, but it, like it was one-sided. I I married her because I loved for me. You feel me? Like she made me better. But I don't know if I ever thought about sexual. Like, okay, what are you going to do for her? Like, how are you? Because she had been such a rock, you know, such a um, supporter. You know, she, you know, served me. Like, so I was just like, oh, I'm loving this. And so in marriage, you know, I was being selfish. And, you know, um, I remember coming home one night or not night. It was morning. It was two o'clock in the morning. And she was kind of like, you know, depressed, down and out. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I was from a, what we call Bell Tower Ministries. And uh, we started about 7.30 at night. And we would have service and then have a service after the service, you know. And she was like, yo, you come home at 2 o'clock in the morning from a search. Like, I was your Bell Tower Ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you didn't, you didn't have anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Or if you did church or whatever, I was a priority. Now it's like your, the college life you know, is, is like this, the, the ministry, the organizations, the meeting friends. It's like, yo, you, you that, like, I'm secondary now. It's like, I'm at home. I'm going to be here. And I really, I really had to self-assess. I was like, yo, E, are you ready to serve? You know, are you ready to, you call yourself a Christian? Are you ready to love your wife? Like Christ loved the church? Like, are you ready for that? And, um, I don't know if I was ready for it or not, but I'll be honest. What I wasn't ready for was, to not have Didi as, you know, my friend, not have her as, you know, that person who had been there for me or helped me out. Do that. Okay, e, you got to make some adjustments. And I'm going to tell you what may sound crazy, but the final thing I had to do was when Didi was saying she was lonely, I was like, oh, that's crazy. How you married, but you lonely. Mm-hmm. I realized that I could not fill that void for her in the way she wanted. And even though she needed me, I was going to have to get back to that Adam God model before Eve came and had to get back to God. And so when people hear me say I get up at three o'clock in the morning and go walk, that really started because I was like, God, I need I need to be the man you want me to be for Didi. And I'm and I'm not making any excuses, but I don't have a model of a Christian man Mm -hmm. like I don't have no uncles like my biological father wasn't in my life. My mom married and because my mom married. I don't know what happened, but I, we, my father and I, who raised me, like we never, I'm not going to say what he did. I don't know. But for me, because I felt like you came in with me and my mom, I never really got the emotional connection that I probably should have gotten. And it was my fault, you know, but I didn't know it, but I still didn't know we didn't grow up as Christians in my house. So I didn't know a Christian man. Like I didn't know a man that was treating his wife, how the Bible says you're supposed to treat your wife. And so that was when I first started getting up in the morning every day, going out and praying and just saying, God, you got to help me. Like what parts of Didi am I responsible for? And what parts are you responsible for? Cause I can't do what you are responsible for. And you're not going to do what I'm responsible for. So you have to teach me. So a lot of this marriage stuff has been on the job training. And, um, but yo, I, that's what to answer, you know, you know, the first thing when you like, he just kind of talked to him for me, it like dark 
woe is me. It's the end of the earth. No, look at it as this is an opportunity. You know, this is an opportunity to know myself. This is an opportunity for me to reevaluate. You know, this is not my opportunity to really build a solid foundation for me. Number two, you self-assess. Now, what does the relationship mean? I think, Shelly, for too many of us, our identity, the relationship, you feel me? And that's the, I think that's the thing that has helped our marriage. Like we still are in a place where every day we could be blissful or we could get a divorce. You know what I'm saying? Like we sit, like we're sinners. We're two different people. Like Didi and I aren't Siamese twins. Like, you know, uh, Didi is way more, you know, of what we call, you know, a pilot, like a high D, you know, I'm way more of an I, you know, flight attendant. Like we don't think alike. Didi is also air traffic control. Like she's real structured. Like we, we don't think alike. Uh, and so every day it could either be if we focus on we, oh, marital bliss. But if I focus on, oh, what you, you haven't done this for me or you haven't done that for me. And I go back into my eye or she goes back into her eye. I promise you we can get separated like today. You feel me? Um, yeah. So I realized that number two, you know, the, the we is only as strong as you know, as you decide to be individually. So you got to take care of yourself. You can't take care of somebody else so much so that now you ain't got the mask on your own self and the plane's going down. You ain't got the oxygen on yourself. You got it on somebody else. Like you got to put it on yourself first and then you put it on others. And then finally, like I said, I just think God plays a major role because God can help all the cracks that I have from my father not being in my life. She having to deal with those issues, the strained relationship I had with my mom and the mistrust I had for my mom and her having to deal with those issues, you know, and some of that stuff, you know, when we were younger was overwhelming. You know, it's like she like you don't trust or you're not giving me one hundred and twenty percent. You know, you're not. And I didn't know that I wasn't. But because of the stuff that happened with me and my mom, I just wasn't able to give my all. But that third one, when I got back to that Adam, God, Eric and God and God was healing me. I was even I was able to have a better relationship because now I'm not putting that stress on Didi and I'm not asking Didi to be for me what she can't because she's not a God. She can't possibly be that. So now I'm going to God. And now when I'm coming to Didi, it's way more, you know, balanced. So that, that's what I think of when you use the word separation. You know, that was my first experience with separation. And those are the things that I think came out of that for me at that time. Awesome. Awesome. That's some good stuff right there, E. Um, real quick, E, because I know you, you're on a time limit today as well. Um, you touched on self-assessing. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Daniel, I'm telling you, praise yeah, God, no may question. you rest in peace, uh, was such a blessing. No yeah, no. And, you know, my, my background is in talent acquisition for the past two decades. And so that disc assessment that he uh, th threw uh, on us, uh, you know, I knew it for years, but when he broke it down to us and shared it the way he shared it, I'm telling you, you already know it blessed me. Oh, it blessed me. I never, I never heard yeah. it before though. I had never been exposed to it. Wow. So you got it. Yeah. So you got it. Because I had never even seen, I've seen like Myers-Briggs and some other stuff that kind of, you know, share it with you. Uh, you know, you might be a servant or you might be, you know, um, administrative or whatever. But I had never seen anything with the adaptive boy. Yeah. You feel me? I've never seen anything that shows you when you are adapting who you are. And so to me, it became the ultimate self-assessing tool. Yeah. 
And he speak to how that changed your marriage because I, you know, we have had conversations over the years. And when you kind of discover more about who Didi was, when you looked at that disc assessment, you know, back then we were calling Gorilla, you know, and now the pilot. When you look at that now, how did that change the scope of your marriage? What are your oh, thoughts about that? Oh, uh, girl, I thought she was, I thought she was crazy. Uh, you know, <laughs> before the test, you know, I'm just like, okay, I get the coach. I get she pushing me, you know, I get. You know, she helped me to become the number one motivational speaker in the world. Like, it's no doubt um, what Didi has done for me. But I kind of felt like, yo, she, you know, she ain't sensitive enough. You know, like, you know, her love language. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is her love? Does she have a love language? You know, but the assessment showed me, and I love it, because Chris used to tell Didi all the time, D, keep being, like you said at that time, a gorilla. Keep being it. And Didi would be like, but no, when I do it, there's certain times that he doesn't like it. And as a result, he withdraws from me. So how are you telling me to keep being who I am when it's killing my, you know, my marriage? And, um, you know, Chris was like, nope, you got to keep being who you are because who you are is why he is who he is. You know, that there's some areas that he's still bucking, but it's because he's not aware of who you are. And it's weird. I had been married all those years, 20 some years. And the, and the assessment showed me, I, I, I don't I don't even know of it, like, I, I don't know the word to use. It's not like I was like, oh, I'm shocked. Is that who Didi is? But it gave me a sense of awareness that I never had before. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, that's why she's doing that. Oh, it makes sense. You know, and when I realized she's a 99D gorilla, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm a 99I, like you said, Chris taught us the flamingo it was like oh i got enough love for everybody in the house we'll we don't we don't need two people to fly the plane you got one person you know who's the pilot that's flying and then you got a flight attendant who's actually taking care of the people so i don't you know what i'm saying i don't i don't have to look at you know Didi's aggressiveness her a, a demanding driving spirit as something negative now what we need to do though is we need to understand when Didi should be leading and when I should be leading, you know, when I should be supporting and Didi should be supporting. And so with Chris's test and then he did the values boy where we were able to see, oh, this is why Didi does this. This is what drives her. Makes sense. And so now I'm not upset when she is not, you know, um, super affectionate. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, it's like, yo, you the affectionate one. You have to lead that. Like, Instead of you being reactive and waiting for her to be super duper touchy filly, you got to initiate that because that's your gift. That's not her gift as much as she has to initiate the decision making. So so I, I tell you, it, it, it allowed me to know who she is naturally, who she is when she adapts, why she does what she does. Let me tell you what happened. I no longer takes I no longer took or take things personal. I understand that that is her superpower. That's her strength. Let her operate in her giftedness. And as long as she's operating in her giftedness, we're going to be good. But I also need to be able to operate in my giftedness. And then I think the thing that really blew us up was the, the language. We now know how to talk to each other. Like I know how to talk to a pilot, an air traffic controller. Like I understand the language that she likes and she doesn't like I may speak English 
But if she's speaking Spanish and I'm speaking English to her, she's not going to understand. So now I know her language. I know how she likes to receive information. I know why she likes to receive it that way. And I'm telling you, it takes down about 85 to 90 percent of the drama. Now, I'm a sinner. So you're still going to have, you know, every now and then I'm still going to be stuck in my I want to do it the way I want to do it. Um, but I'll be honest, the conflict has gone down 90 percent. And not just with my wife, even with my children. I know how to talk to Jalen now. I used to think, uh, Shelly, he was so disrespectful. I'm like, bro, who are you talking to like that? Then I realized, yo, he a pilot. Like, his language is very direct. He's very demanding. Jada, uh, air traffic control, she's very methodical. She's, she, she goes to her room. She does her homework. She's not trying to avoid you. But but she's very careful and very systematic and knows boundaries and respects boundaries. And I used to think, man, my baby girl, what's wrong with our relationship? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with your relationship. Uh, Jada, why you don't want to go on a trip? It's not that she don't want to go on a trip, but you can't tell her 24 hours before. She's like, I'm in college. I'm actually trying to do my schoolwork, dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually trying to get a 4.0. Like, I just can't get up and travel with you whenever. But if you would have gave me a week advance notice or two week advance notice, I would have gone. But I was trying to treat her like me. And again, flight attendant, I like to fly. I like to move fast. I'm on the plane going fast. Everything is quick, quick, quick. But for her, she's way more methodical, way more careful. And so I even know how to communicate with my children. But it's, it's helped the family, not just the man, but the, you know, as a whole. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that's some good stuff there, E. Good. What's good the last stuff. question? What you got for me? How we yeah. going out? What's the last yeah, yeah, one? Yeah. How we going out? Yeah, how we going out? You know, the assessment has has taken, uh, you know, taken things by storm, yeah. and you have gone for with so many dreams that you had. What dream are you chasing now, E? What you got? What dream yeah, you chasing you, now? You, you know what? Um, again, just going back to, I promise you. You know, selfishness is 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 so deep rooted. You know, and uh, all these years, Shelly, I thought that what God was doing for me and my family was. Learning how to be a good parent, and I thought that I thought that being a good parent and being a good father, being a good, being a good, you know, pastor. I thought that's what it was about. And then the Lord is showing me, I only gave you that to give away. Wow. For God so loved the world that he gave. Only begotten son. You feel me? He's like, son, yeah. you got to start. You got to give. And so now, Shelly, I'm actually creating systems and doing videos. You know, hey, I love to live another 70 years. You say Moses lived to 120 and he was strong. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going for Moses, Shelly. You feel I'm, going, I'm going for <laughs> Moses record, you know? Um, but what God has shown me is you don't know how long you're going to be alive. That's Cut amazing. the camera on. Cut the camera on. Teach. Turn the videos into worksheets. You know, create curriculum. You know, take everything I've taught you and, and, and give it away, son. The secrets that I've given you, the blessings, the, the treasures, the you know, the insight I've given you, give it away, help 
a million other families to get to where you and Didi finally got to after all these years. Give it to them so they don't have to go through some of the trials and tribulations. They don't have to go through that. And again, I tell people this all the time. While I'm grateful for God's grace, I'm the kind of person, Shelly, that I'm still like, man, God, I ain't want to have to put you through that. I ain't want to put my parents through that. I ain't want to put my mom through that. I don't want to put my wife through that. I don't want to put my kids through that. I don't want to put ETA through that. I don't want to put my church through that. You know, I'm the type of person that I just, I don't like when I mess up, even though God's grace is sufficient and we get an op another opportunity and we do it better. But at the same time, if I can help somebody not only get to where I am, Shelly, but, but it took 25, 30 years, I would hope to be able to help them to do the same thing in five years. So that's what I, that's what's next. Doing what God did for me for others. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, E, I want to end on this note. I don't know if you remember, but back in 2014, when I met you, oh, come movie, on now, don't take me all the way back now. You're, <laughs> you're telling my age now. You're telling my age. Everybody know your age. We know you. <laughs> oh, that's right. They do that too. Celebrate. That's right. I forgot. They put it up on the dog on social media the other day. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> So back in 2014, when I met you and Didi, I don't know if you know this part, though. You were talking about Didi and uh, when you were speaking and, you know, she had just been diagnosed yeah. with MS, I guess. Yeah. But but you didn't say it like you didn't say what it was. You were just kind of describing some things that was happening in her life. I was in the back of the room. I went outside, talked to Didi and I asked her, I said, I'm sorry, you know, I, I want to ask you a question. Do you have MS? And I don't know if you even know this part. And she said, yeah, how do you know? And I said, based upon what I just heard him say, like he only said a few words, but I knew yeah. instantly what it yeah. was because I used to be blind and unable to walk because of MS. Mm. And uh, I said, I think I'm truly here because one, you know, God wanted me to be in the midst of what a beautiful marriage looks like because I never, ever had ever experienced mm. anybody having a blissful, beautiful marriage. And um, I said, in is any possible way, like I hear Holy Spirit saying, I need to take a picture with y'all. And she said to me, and I don't know if you know this, she said to me, she said, nah, you know, I don't take pictures. This was back when Didi won't take no pictures. She was oh, like, God. I don't take pictures. Still don't. She said, but, she said, but there's something special about your spirit. I don't know what it is, but Holy Spirit is telling me there's something special about your spirit. And so when the line goes down from all the books that he's getting ready to write and take pictures, we'll go around and go around a corner. And praise God, I was blessed from that moment. And so, um, so you remember? Oh, I definitely remember that. It was a beautiful uh, foyer. She was on a little couch. It was like a little, it wasn't a full couch. It was just with no back. And I remember her sitting down. She was just chilling out there. She never comes in. And I remember we went around that. that yeah, praise yeah. God. You have to send me that. Yeah. It's been a long time. That yeah. was six years. That was six years ago. Yeah. yeah. That was six years uh, ago. thought Chris wouldn't be with us six years later i know, you know i know i know he was such a blessing such a blessing if it had not been for chris i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't be speaking to anybody about separation and divorce and just like you said separation is not that bad it is yeah. it is an opportunity to self-assess and kind of get your life back in gear uh, yeah. but praise god uh, for his presence so may he rest in peace um, yeah. anything any final words you have for the listeners today what any final words you got before you pop off yeah I, you, know, you know like selfishness is like writing with your dominant hand you know but I've seen people like Inky Johnson who lost the use of a hand 
and learn how to write with the other hand. We can learn not to be so self-centered, so selfish, because actually the, the more selfish and self-centered we are, the less likely we are to have that blissful, you know, life. I'm not even talking about um, marriage. I'm saying like, yo, me and CJ have a blissful partnership. And it wasn't always like that, you know. And when it wasn't, it was because I was trying to protect my interests. He was trying to protect his interests. You know, uh, I've been in churches where, you know, it's been ugly. Why? Because this group, you know, think it should be done this way. This group think it should be done. And what I'm learning is the more self I let go of, and the more I get on one accord, you know, the Bible says, and let us make man after our image in our likeness, you know, and I think about the day of Pentecost, you know, it was, it was a group of people all on one accord, you know, and everybody gave what they had. And then, you know, in the old Testament, it was a tower of Babel where they all came together, you know, as one, and they were building this you know, massive structure so much so that God had to come down himself and disrupt it. Why? Because they had one language and they were one people and they were on one accord. And so I just challenge people to stop being selfish. Like I get why we're selfish. It, we, it's a sense of protection. We don't want to get hurt. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't want anybody to manipulate us or abuse us, but man, there's power. You know, the Bible says where two or three are gathered. You know, forsake not the assembling of one another, you know, and I, and I, and I, I encourage and I, I employ people, go give it a shot, hook up with one other human and get on one accord with another, one other human and just see what, see what could happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, y'all have heard it from E.T., the hip-hop preacher, number one motivational speaker in the world. Thank you so much, E., for blessing us today. Thanks for that. Absolutely. Be blessed. Um, be safe. Thank you, E. Thank you, thank everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you on the next episode of The Bounce Back. Amen.